so dumb. All right, I'm going to start this in five, four, three. What is up, everybody? Happy May, and welcome to another episode of uh, Breaking Balls here on Fair Foul. Jose Tabuada, and as always, Norm Cabrera to my right, uh, which you can't see because you're listening to this. Um, another month of baseball. Norm, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. It's been an up-and-down eventful month uh, for, for baseball, uh, but it, you know things are rolling along nicely. It has been, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're getting to the groove of things. Some really stupid headlines that we're going to talk about in a little bit. And when I mean stupid, I mean stupid. Like, absolutely dumb that I've been trying to figure out what the hell's been going on the last week or so. But as always, what everybody knows what I like to do at the start of these monthly episodes is uh, just to see where everybody's at so far at the time of this recording. So today is May 29th, just before the just before your, the start of the Sunday afternoon games. Uh, let's see where everybody's at in the East. Well, the Yankees are looking like the the kings of the AL East again, 33 and 14, and they have a pretty good lead uh, on on second place Tampa Bay, uh, five and a half games ahead of Tampa Bay. Uh, the Blue Jays, who are, who had a strong start in April, have drastically dropped to now 26 and 20 and six and a half games back of the Yankees, third in the division. Over to the AL Central, the Twins in the lead. I believe that's staying true. I think that's holding true so far. Uh, the White Sox five games ba- back from the Minnesota Twins. Over in the AL West, it is still the Houston Astros. It is still the Houston Astros, but the Angels are starting to knock on the door. Only two and a half games back, despite losing their last three uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays uh, recently. Of course, today would be Game Four of that four-game series. Um, over in the uh, over in the National League East, uh, over in the National League in the East, the Mets. Still holding true, the the Braves, world defending World Series champs, eight and a half games back from the Mets. The Mets are having the time of their lives right now. Still holding true to how they started April. I'm um, hoping to keep riding that wave as we enter June. In the Central, still the Brewers. It is still the Brewers, but again, the the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals are making noise. Two and a half games back of the Milwaukee Brewers. And finally, in the National League West, uh, the plus 117 run differential. <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers charging through the through the West, not by a lot, as the Padres are only three and a half games back. Or um, as this uh, as this random blog writer uh, wrote the other day, saying that the saying that the Toronto Blue sorry that the Los Angeles Dodgers are the best team in baseball history because of the run differential, which is um, which is which is saying something. I don't know. What insane. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's just. It's just an, it's it's okay. It's clickbait. All right, we all know it's clickbait. Clickbait. Uh, any surprises? Any uh, anything that stands out to you in in those standings, Norb? Uh, the one thing that really stands out to me is the how the Anaheim or I always I always call them the Anaheim Angels. Okay, wow. like or the California Angels. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know I don't know why they changed it to Los Angeles in the first place, but the California Anaheim Angels, whatever you want to call it, I'm very surprised. That everything in that in that uh, team is flicking, uh, especially with Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, uh, even Anthony Rendon. Like the offense is like getting back on track, and I'm very surprised that they're second place right now behind the Houston Astros. Uh, they're having a good series uh, with uh, the, the Blue Jays right now. I mean, uh, I think so far it's been uh, uh, almost a split, almost a split uh, with the Blue Jays, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, um, I mean it's 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 been an offensive battle, but I mean the Blue Jays, like, is, the Blue yeah. Jays did win. They they did win three out of four. 
The series is right. The series correct. Go to Toronto. Yes. All all hail the Blue Jays. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not showing fight. I think last night, is, I think yeah. Mike Trout, you know, with the two run blast, they're they're putting up the they're putting up the numbers. They're they're staying in games, but again, you know, ultimately fall mm-hmm. short in that in that late bullpen game. But you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, also, Minnesota, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised how they're playing uh, very well uh, with, with the addition of Carlos Correa, uh, Gio Rochella, and Gary Sanchez. They've been, they've been playing incredible baseball right now and, uh, you know, really uh, dominating the AL Central right now. Despite a very weak AL Central division, uh, you know, the White Sox are in second place. Very shocked about that, that, uh, you know, they were on paper to possibly win the division or grab one of the wild card spots, but they are pretty, pretty much under 500 right now. And uh, unfortunately, Dallas Peckle was uh, designated for assignment the other day. But yeah, I yeah. mean, e- even though there's still a lot of baseball to be played, like the, the White Sox needs to get back on track, that's for sure. And yeah, those are the two that uh, really stands up for me and how the Diamondbacks are not in last place. <laughs> they are keeping it real uh, with their, uh, you know, offense that's only uh, averaging about 220 as a team uh, in, in batting. But their pitching is, you know, keeping it real at times uh, with Merrill Kelly as their uh, as their one of their best pitchers and Zach Gallen. So, yeah, I mean, a lot more baseball happening. Uh, but uh, those those uh, things are standing out to me right now. Yeah, and, and you know, I think you brought up a good point with the White Sox, and I think that's the first thing we're going to talk about. We have a few topics uh, on our mind. Um, and no, it's not the Blue Jays for once, folks. It's not about the – I'm not going to bring up the Blue Jays for once. Um, okay, they're having a good time, all right? I'll, I'll leave it there. They're coming back. They're coming back. Um, the first <laughs> thing that I want to – no, the first thing we should talk about, um, former uh, Cy Young winner Dallas Keuchel. Um, Dallas Keuchel uh, d- designated for assignment designated for assignment um after a after a really surprising start here eight games for the white Sox in 2022 a 788 era is definitely not the cy young self that we're all used to um and of course he he signed a 55.5 million deal a million dollar deal in 2020 it was a three-year deal three-year 55 and a half um and uh I mean, in the 2020 season, and a .99 ERA, definitely a Cy Young self. But of course, I mean, shortened season. I know a lot of people are not gonna, not gonna take a lot of stock in in in, in stats from the 2020 season. Uh, but it's been miserable since. Um, thoughts on DFA, the former Cy Young winner? Did you think that eight games were enough? Did you think that he deserved a better chance? I think um, well, Dallas Keuchel is better than that. Uh, in in recent years. Uh, He's had uh, an up and down season, uh, you know, the, the last few years, and this is uh, this is a really um, not a shocker to me, as uh, he's been struggling with uh, command issues uh, out in the mound, and um, you know, we ha- we had a shortened spring training, uh, believe it or not. I mean, you know, during the during the lockout, like the the pitchers um, were not stretched out too much, and it 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 seems like it's affected Dallas Keuchel's game. So unfortunately, I mean, this is not a shock to me. Uh, he's had some pretty rough seasons in the past. Uh, this is, uh, you know, possibly like his worst one being designated for assignment. So we don't know for sure where he's heading. Uh, you know, Robinson Cano recently was uh, was DFA'd. So another expensive uh, DFA in Dallas Keuchel here. So uh, 
I don't know where he's where he's going to be uh, heading off. Uh, who's going to be able to take him? That's a good uh, question. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very very expensive rental player, a very expensive asset to, to add to your team. So yeah, it's it's unfortunate how Dallas Keiko's game has to, uh, has turned for the worst here. Uh, it, you know, again, like with the shortened spring training, it affected a lot of these pitchers, and most especially Dallas Keiko with his game. Um, you know, a few mechanical problems and command issues. Uh, you know, uh, if he possibly goes to another team that that needs some help with their starting rotation, I think it would be a good opportunity for him to revive his uh, uh, his craft and revive his career elsewhere. So, good luck for Dallas, uh, and hopefully that he turns his career around. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't. I mean, my feeling is he just gets released. I don't think he gets picked up on waivers anyway. Uh, because, I mean, let's face it, it would be $14.1 million owed for the rest of the season. And, of course, I think a lot of teams are going to be like, well, screw that. I'm just going to wait till the waivers till the waivers come and go. And then we'll see where, see how it goes from there. Um, I'm not sure either. I'm not, I'm not sure either. I think at one point I heard somebody say the Tigers, which would not be a bad idea. I mean, just hopping over to a different team in the Central. I think the Tigers could use it. I mean, I mean they are flirt. They are. I don't want to say they're flirting, but... Um, I mean, at 16 and 29, they sure could use maybe another arm in the rotation. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And again, it's a weird, it's a weird one because again, it's it's a former, it's a former Cy Young winner. Um, I thought maybe the White Sox could have given a little bit more chance because, like you said, the spring training um, is is just it's impacting it's impacting everybody the shortened season, the shortened uh, spring training just to get everybody ready. Um, but then again, I mean, you could argue that hey, you know what? Other pitchers across the league are are are, are killing it. Why couldn't Dallas, right? Despite the shortened spring training, so um, unfortunate, surprising, but uh, yeah, I do hope that Dallas ends up somewhere that will suit him and kind of get him back on the right track. Because I mean, I think Dallas Keuchel's great. Again, he had, a, he had a killer Young season. I really like the guy. I really like the pitcher. Always scary to deal with. Um, well, I guess was scary to deal with at the time. I mean, I I think it would be cool to see Dallas get back into that groove, um, in in, in future time. But I guess uh, again, we'll see we'll see how time holds. All right, the next thing I want to talk about, and I think it's one of the only other things that we're going to talk about today. Um, Norb and I were talking about it before we started recording. I've been watching baseball since two thousand six. 2007 like a young teenager i think like i got into baseball like yeah norb not to age you how long have you been watching baseball oh many years since uh i was like 10 or 11 all right so since so, so since the 1800s so <laughs> the point is norb and i we've been watching baseball for a while yes norb has obviously more years on me that's not a competition i'm just saying uh which is great because baseball is also i want to get to that point as well in all the years that we've been watching baseball I don't think we've ever heard, maybe, or maybe I can't speak for Nor, but I know at least myself have never heard such a dumb story, such a pointless, random, idiotic at one point story. I think I, I think I've ever heard in all the years I've been watching baseball. Like when I mean dumb, I think I mean dumb. I think feel it for those that listen. You may already know what I'm talking about, but I just want to preface before I get to the actual headline how stupid this was. And and the fact that it's going to be a talking point and going to be memed, like it's going to be made fun of for a long time. <laughs> Ugh, Tommy Pham 
of the Cincinnati Reds, Jock Peterson of the San Francisco Giants, a couple a couple of days ago. For those that have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, a couple of days ago at the time of this recording, I think it was what Friday the 27th, maybe Friday the 27th, I think, or Thursday the 26th. Jock Jock Peterson was talking to Tom, Tommy Fan or something. Tommy Fan went up to Jock Peterson, slapped him across the face, slapped him across the face. Uh, and then, and then like oh, a little scuffle started. Obviously, not everybody had no idea what that was going on. And it was because of fantasy football. It turns out that Tommy <laughs> Fan, what? Yeah, turns out that Tommy Fan was upset at Jock Peterson over some of the moves that Jock Peterson was doing in fantasy football, or some of the things that Jock Peterson was saying in fantasy football. Originally, if you, if you, if for for those that don't play fantasy football, um. I don't even know if I need to explain what fantasy. I don't even know what to what to explain fantasy football. Is, how to explain fantasy football for those that don't know. But basically, Jock Peterson was was pulling off a move where if a player was out for the season, they can put that player in injured reserve, which means that uh, they can have him inactive and pick up somebody else for the for the game for further week in fantasy football. Which you know, fair game. Why not? It makes sense. Tommy Pham was apparently pissed off at that. Saying that, quote unquote, Jock Peterson effed with my fantasy football money. Legitimately, this is like actual real quotes. Jock Peterson was in a scrum with the Giants uh, after after the after the slap, and explained everything. Goes off just casually explaining what's going on. Tommy <laughs> Pham suspended for three games for the slap, which is apparently not a slap heard around the baseball world. <laughs> and then Jock Peterson, the day after the suspension or the day of the suspension. Again, talking to the scrum, hey, I realized what's going on. It turns out that in the group chat, he was making fun of the Padres. If Tommy Pham was on the Padres last year, didn't make the playoffs, fell short of it. And Tommy Pham was joking around a little bit at that, which was hilarious. Joking around a little bit at the fact that, hey, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. Apparently, there were some other Padres players uh, in the group. They were laughing. They were having a good time. Tommy Pham was offended. And then again, not only pissed off at the fantasy football moves, but again, pissed off that Jock Peterson was making fun of the Padres. Even Jock Peterson showing on his phone a little gif that he sent to the team, to the group, even like, hey, look at you guys messing up. Just, <laughs> I, this is actually a headline. I'm like, how, how petty? And I think I kind of agree with what everybody's been saying. Tommy Pham is an idiot for getting angry over that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows how much money was involved? I mean, obviously. I've been in a couple of fantasy football leagues. I've won a fantasy football league last year. I've won a decent amount. And of course, when I mean by decent, I mean that what my coworkers and I were able to afford, right? Like, you know, these are MLB players. So who knows how much money was thrown into that pot? But here it is now. Norb, go ahead. Unbelievable. Uh, why is this even in the headlines? And why, why did it even happen? Um, I understand, uh, you know, the the importance of fantasy football to people, and I never thought that fantasy football and you know the the deals that you make and the trades that you're trying to pull uh, can really tear people apart. This is unbelievable. Like uh, to me, you know, fantasy fantasy sports is huge money. Uh, you know, I I'm not surprised about that. Uh, it's it's big money. Uh, just like, you know, uh, all those betting apps. But this is just purely childish. Uh, it's a childish petty act by two players uh, that is, you know, talking about something outside of baseball, outside of the game, and outside of, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. So uh, this is this is crazy. This is unbelievable. And 
I, I understand uh, the importance of fantasy football, uh, how 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 big business it is. But uh, for for two players that are that are focused that are supposed to be focusing on playing the game itself, you know, you're playing baseball. Your your extracurricular activities is you know somewhere else that you're gonna worry about later on. But but to me, this is just absolutely childish. Uh, you know, Will Smith and Chris Rock, uh, Chris Rock got got into a you know <laughs> um, confrontation uh, during the Oscars, and uh, now ba- now Major League Baseball has this version of of the Oscars like in in a baseball field. So it's really unreal. It should never have happened. I know I know Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. You know, they I think they were just trying to have a locker room gym uh you know gymnasium conversation but uh that that just went too far um it, it's it's crazy and unbelievable it should not have happened it, it's childish petty act uh you know these are two grown men uh that just just got uh you know the, the best of each other you know uh tommy fan just uh uh he he I, well he was angry uh, I understand that, but like, you're guess what? You're you're being angry for the most childish ways possible. So unfortunately, you know this this happened, and now it's gonna be meme worthy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's probably going viral again, over and over, uh, all around the internet. So I mean, it's unfortunate. Uh, do, those two should have known better. Uh, they should just focus on the game itself. I think Tommy uh, and, Pham should have known yeah. better. Jock Peterson was just. A bystander that just happened to be crossed that yeah. just happened to be to be uh absolutely to come to line. You know what's funny? Uh, again, I'm 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 like you know I'm looking up the Tommy Fam situation uh before all this. If anybody's interested, <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> interested, um, uh, <laughs> Chris Towers of CBS Fantasy, CBS Sports Fantasy, um, CBS Sports a fantasy writer, um, explains the rule situation in fantasy football and how you can avoid it. In your in your upcoming in the upcoming twenty twenty two NFL season, um, go, goes off like um, goes off on a whole like has a whole post. I'm dead serious. I, I'm actually the, I, I'm I'm gonna show Norb this because I, I we we're recording on a we're recording on a program that allows us to share a screen. It's a full article um, about how to avoid that rule if you can disable it about the the injured reserve situation. It's again this is what it's come to again that. Writer like writers of, of of fantasy sports like of of a different fantasy sport are commenting on it and how you can uh, and how you can prepare yourself for the 2022 season. Literally, the headline is uh, Jock Peterson versus Tommy Fam fantasy football rules dispute. What happened and how to avoid it in your leagues? Uh, which again <laughs> uh, is absolutely hilarious. And I know that when it's time for me to to draft my fantasy football stuff in the fall, like I know I know like in every league we're all gonna be asking, can we put Players that are out in injury reserve. It's gonna be dumb. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's such a dumb situation. It's. I think uh, I, you know for for really avid fantasy football players out there, uh, don't take don't ever take advice from Tommy Pham or Jock Peterson ever. Uh, just stick to your game and stick, stick to, to the game. experts. Yeah, that that's that's all there is with uh, with this yeah. thing. Uh, you know, and if you're if you're uh, a baseball player. Uh, trying to uh, you know get ready for the game, just put the put put your fantasy football or whatever uh, on the side and, and think about it later. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I mean, not I mean, really like, that I mean, important. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, money's money. 
All right, money is money, and and again, what I was saying to Nora before before we started recording, I mean, I, I've been in, I mean, I I've been in a fantasy football league where I've had one or two people that are just horrible with trade offers, like, and it's just frustrating, like, cause like, like obviously you know you want to if you're gonna trade, I'm not a fan of trading in fantasy football. We're really talking about this on a baseball podcast. I'm not a I'm not a fan of, of like of trades in fantasy football, but if I want to trade, I want to make sure that either a I, I win the deal or b it's as even as possible. And there are people that are just that there are two people in a league that I'm in that just send so many bad offers. When I mean bad, I mean like horrible again and again and again. Like I think about two or three times a week. It's like if I didn't like this the first time with this player, what makes you think I'm going to do this with a nut with the same tissue, like with a different player? Like it's just it, it irritates me. And of course, I always tell myself if I ever saw these guys in person, I'm going to I'm going to snap. Now, obviously, again, I'm not going to slap them <laughs> like Jock Peterson. Sorry, like Tommy Pham. Excuse me, I'm not going to slap him across the face. But at least I'm I'm not going to be like. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna be like all friendly and be like, hi, how are you? I'm gonna be like, oh, it's you. Hi. Jerk. Like I'm I'm just like <laughs> I, like like people there are people that suck in fantasy football. Sure, people can say that maybe I, I'm the worst because I don't accept trades or I don't want to deal with trades. Hello, I have a good team. And oh, when I don't man. make trades yeah. and like in my my work office league, when I didn't make a trade, huh, would you look at that? I became the office champion. I get to brag about it for a year, yeah. which I need to print out a banner for my room. Point is it's you're right it's it it wasn't worthy of a slap and tommy fam apparently left the gr the group chat and left the, or i think i don't know about left the league um uh, over a gif i'm like how sensitive can you be over a gif when everybody uses gifts to troll people it's so common in today's age yeah unbelievable it's, it's i i don't know man anything else you want to any, any any other big worthy headlines for may that you've noticed in the month before we call it a day uh well the um uh, yeah I mean the, the the New York Yankees are just unbelievable right now. Uh get this they were they were in third place last year on this on this uh day last year in 2021. Um uh, they were 29 and 23 uh the New York Yankees and you know they're they're in first place right now. Unbelievable 33 and 14. Uh, I I really think that uh, you know they haven't won the World Series since since 2009, and I really do feel like you know as as you know as much as like you know certain people uh, dislike the New York Yankees, like you gotta you gotta give them credit for their offense oh, and no, I, their yeah, their the pitching is impeccable. Yeah, uh, Josh Donaldson, um, Stanton, and Judge and um, Rizzo. And uh, Lemayhew, like they're, uh, you know, they're everything's clicking in in the Bronx right now. Uh, uh, Nestor Cortez, uh, they're, you know, emerging ace in the staff, and uh, Garrett Cole still keeping it real. I mean, th this this Yankees team is probably one of the best we've ever seen. And granted, I mean, you know, they're they struggled a bit uh, in in May last year, but uh, they're really they're really like you know capitalizing on on every opportunity there is. In, in baseball right now, like just just dominating uh, the league right now. So yeah, kudos to the New York Yankees and and, and also the Dodgers. The Dodgers, uh, they're 31 and 21 last year in third place, and now they're they're in first place. I you wanted to mention about the run differential there, uh, yeah, it's Jose about the <laughs> but the article. <laughs> I think that's uh, probably what uh, we want to cap off the the day with 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 that. Silly article that uh, that you picked up. 
Yeah, again, it's it's uh, I, I, have to, I have to pull it back up because again, it was just it was just dumb. Yeah. So are the are the a, a blog writer from Fansided are the uh, wait, are, what the heck? Um, hold on. Let me are the. Yeah, are the 2022 Dodgers? The, yeah, there we go. Are the 2022 Dodgers the best team in baseball history? Um, enter play on Saturday. They're on they're on pace to go entering play on Saturday. So yesterday. Uh, they're on pace to go 112 and 50, which would put them in a very small company as only two teams have done that since 1907. The 1988 New York Yankees, which you all know how I ended up for the Yankees. All in case you don't, a World Series title. Uh, their first of three. Their first of three of a three-peat. Uh, for the New York Yankees, and the other one, the 2001 Seattle Mariners, which of course heartbreakingly <laughs> lost to the New York Yankees. The the Dodgers run differential are saying that they're on pace to be the best team ever. Um, they have scored. They will again. They put they put them on pace for a. It's a, they're on pace for a run differential of 418, which of course would be the best in baseball history. I mean. It's explosive offense, regardless. But did did you think that they were going to? Uh, did did you go? Did you think they were going to the further? And for what it's worth, the uh, the record of the mo- of the biggest run differential in 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 a season, um, nineteen thirty nine by yours truly, the New York Yankees. Do you think they? I mean, I don't think it'll be because it's a different game and it's nineteen thirty nine. I mean, the the nineteen hundred stats are just dumb. <laughs> dumb uh, dead ball era you gotta yeah. think about the dead ball era it's a yeah. totally different game altogether so <laughs> i guess what i'm trying to say is like do, do, do you think that the dodgers are gonna do that or do you think they slow down at one point uh well it you know to summarize that i mean the dodgers are a good team right now uh, you know uh, to be honest uh with a run differential of 117 uh you know like everything's clicking for them right now but guess what it's only may it's only the end of may going into june the question is like is it gonna hold up right because you got san diego on your back with, with only three games back uh of the of first place and you got the giants 24 and 21 seven and a half back is it really gonna hold up yes they're a good team uh, you know, they signed Freddie Freeman. Mookie Betts is, uh, you know, click, uh, clicking away um, and, uh, you know, uh, making a really good season so far uh, and the rest of the Dodgers. But to, the question is, is it really going to hold up uh, come summertime? The dog days of summer uh, can really uh, change things a bit as the season rolls along. I mean, you got to keep your, your starting rotation fresh, uh, you know, and these guys, even though that they're battle tested, it's still a long way to go from here. Yeah. So it's it's, it's like it's, you you can't you can't really consider the Dodgers right now as the best team in 2022, right now because it's only May. It's only the second yeah, um, month of like, the season. So yeah, I mean, I also feel like I mean, like the, in the early days of the season, like anytime you hear on pace, it makes me laugh. Like I think at one point, like with the Jays' hot start, I think I heard, "Oh, they're on pace for 95, 100 wins." I'm like, wow. After two weeks of baseball, <laughs> we're gonna do it, folks. We're gonna get a hundred wins in a season. God bless the Blue Jays. Like, no, of course not. Like, it's it's so hard to judge. But I mean, sure, two months in, two months down, we got another June, July, August, September. Yeah, four or five months to go. Right? We got 
We got, we got, we. It's it's a good start for the Dodgers indeed, but I want to see what their what their pace would be in a month from now. Which you know we could definitely talk about when 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 we come back in a month. That's definitely a good thing to talk about. Like, are the is the Dodgers pace still gonna be a thing? So well, it's a lot. Yeah, of, and June's gonna be very, yeah, if they, if very they, interesting. If they keep if they keep it going, you know. But like I said, we're only in the second month of the season, going into June. I mean, these these writers gotta realize that okay, like you you want you want to write a story, but your story is a little bit bold and and too much of like you know uh, foreshadowing the future. And I get it that that's your job as a writer as a blogger, but guess what, you know your timing should be a uh, you know to be to be followed accordingly because it, you know especially if it's the second or third month of the season. And you haven't even started talking about playoffs yet, uh, with the wild card standings and with the division standings. So, I mean, it, good for you for for writing a story like that. But it's not the best time right now because yeah. it's only the second or third month of the season. Yeah. So there's still a long way to go. Make your predictions known, great. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to ask yourself: Is it gonna? Re- is it really gonna hold up? Is my story gonna be credible for? down the season uh you know as the the, the year comes along yeah uh, up I think, until I think the, good, the end of september i think it's a good observation but i want to see i do want to see where we are in a month with that i do want to see where we are in a month uh that being said i think we're gonna call it here a uh, very very fun episode uh folks uh start preparing your your strategies for your upcoming fantasy football draft in the fall uh lots of time lots of time <laughs> lots, lots of time uh, don't tear don't tear people apart with fantasy football. You know it's, it's it's a crazy game, but you know what? Keep it civil, keep it real, Amen. and uh, Amen. yes, good luck. Yes. Look, look, as the twenty as the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two office champion, um, it's true. It's very very true. All right, on that note, folks, uh, we're gonna call it here. Um, we will see you back in a month to see where we are once again with the baseball world, and we'll see uh, who gets pissed off with uh, with fantasy basketball. Uh, for Norm Cabrera, <laughs> for Norm Cabrera, I'm Jose Tabuada. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good one. See ya. See you, folks.